Welcome to Speaking the Truth in Agape Love Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Mitchell. Welcome back, everyone, to the podcast. It's a beautiful day here in Blackfoot, Idaho. I'm Chad Mitchell, and I got Tom Mitchell here. Hi, everyone. Uh, Tom's going to fill in. Of course, Tom's my dad, if you didn't already know, but... He's filling in for um, David Finch, and the reason is is because David Finch is in Reno, Nevada, holding a gospel meeting for the congregation there, and so um, he's away from us this week, and uh, he was gone Sunday as well, and so um, I filled in for him, and probably you filled in on the class, so we have plenty to talk about here uh, on the events um, from Sunday, and so we're looking forward to a, a, a good study with you this evening. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to make, um, I had someone say, it's not live. I wish I could ask a question while you're doing the podcast. And I was, I don't know how to do that. But you're sure, sure welcome to send comments or questions to our email, um, truthinagapelove at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you um, if you have any questions or comments. Um, or you can come and visit us in Blackfoot. And worship with us on Sunday at 10 o'clock is our class, and 11 o'clock is our uh, worship service, and we're at 370 North Schilling here in Blackfoot, Idaho, 83221. So we'd love to have you. And also, we have a Bible study on Wednesday at 7.30, and you're welcome to, 7.30 in the evening, you're welcome to come for that as well. So we're just going to kind of dive into our study today. What the lesson was on Sunday was... uh, about Paul's journey, missionary journey, when he was uh, uh, being uh, questioned or on trial in in Jerusalem with um, Agrippa, King, no, not Agrippa, or can I think here? (laughs) Yeah, King Agrippa, King Agrippa, and then also um, Felix, right? Felix was the other one. Mm Right. Agrippa was the second one. Felix was the first one. And he spent quite a bit of time there. That account is in Acts, right? It's yeah, so Acts. so if you want to turn in your Bibles to Acts, um, we're going to be looking at probably chapter 27, 26, you know, and just kind of talking about a few things here. We'll try to point those out. But um, why was Paul arrested in Jerusalem? He was being, he was basically got arrested for teaching about Jesus. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so as he got arrested, uh, you know, he kind of recounts his his life and basically why he's a Christian. Yeah, he gives his, his, basically his testimonial. Uh, he, He was quite an enemy of the Lord. Uh, because he thought Jesus was a fraud. Yeah. Originally. And uh, uh, he was uh, a Pharisee, so he was very devout in in where he stood. He was a Jew, obviously. Yeah. And uh, was was very devout in the Jewish religion. And, uh, and of course, God's plan, as far as the, the Savior, came through that Jewish lineage, the, the descendants of Abraham. But uh, Saul of Tarsus re- rejected. He, he thought Jesus was a fraud. Yeah. And, I mean, he was raised that way as a Jew, you know. Um, the thing that always interests me is a lot of those folks refuse to look at the prophecies of Jesus, you know, the, from the old. Because they had the teachings. They had Isaiah. You know, they had the book of Isaiah. They had a lot of the prophecies of Jesus. And then when he came, they were against him, you know. Seems like um, truth kind of gets snubbed out a little sometimes. And, and so there was a huge following resistance to Jesus. Yeah, and, and a lot of the reason was the, the fact that the Jews pictured in their, in their hearts, and, and I think that they, they, they may still do so, yeah, because there's still quite a following that doesn't believe that Jesus has come yet. Right, because they 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 thought that he was going to establish an earthly kingdom. Yeah. yeah, and in all reality, the Bible teaches that that's really not 
the plan of God mm -hmm. uh, for him to establish an earthly kingdom. And I believe that's the very reason the Apostle Paul's yeah, and, uh, reason w w was exactly the same and even as the, the rest of the Jews. Even the, um, the uh, apostles didn't realize that it wasn't an earthly kingdom mm -hmm. clear till after he was um, crucified. Yeah, we humans, we, we you know, we form this. Yeah, we get this, a picture, mental picture in our it, mind. It's almost like a, a block that that you can't seem to get get past. Uh, I I think of it like this: as someone on the radio, and of course, maybe some people listening to us today. If you don't, if you've never met me, you form a mental picture of what that person looks like based off of their voice. Yeah. And then when you see them, like a radio DJ or whatever, and then you see a picture, you're like. That's that that that's nothing like what I pictured him to be, you know. <laughs> that and person doesn't look like they sound. Doesn't look like anything <laughs> way he sounds, you know. And and so it's a, uh, but that's kind of our nature. But mm -hmm. but back to Paul, you know, he's on the road to Damascus. Um, Jesus comes to him, um, and he, it, you know, uh, on the road to Damascus, a bright light basically blinds Paul, you know, or Saul. On the road to Damascus, and 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 Jesus tells him, and this is in um, Acts twenty six. Um, you know, he says in verse uh, fourteen, and we all had fallen to the ground. This is after the light. I heard a voice seeking, um, speaking to me, and saying in a Hebrew language, "Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goats." So I said, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Now, can you imagine that happening? <laughs> you yeah, know? and, and it, it, it does require our imagination because this is at a time when the Lord would have appeared to him mm -hmm. uh, before the Bible reached this completed state, and we have to recognize oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and so while he appeared to Saul, the the, 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 there's never a, another opportunity where he would need to appear to anyone today. Yeah, right. But, but he sure, we sure that. did. And, and, and it's, it's fairly obvious to us that Saul would have been an individual as devout as he was in his faith. If, if that devoutness was uh, going down the, the proper direction, road oh, of, yeah. of righteousness, mm -hmm. uh, you, you know, it seems that that, uh, that, that could, could have been the very reason why, number one, he's vicious, he's killing, he, he's taking part in oh, killing sure. Christians, and, that's something. and number two, he's so devout yeah. in his faith, how yeah. much good would that do if he's on the side of right? Yeah, and, that, and that's um, the thing about, you know, we can't imagine, because if we disagreed with someone today... Mm -hmm. We don't just go out and start killing them, you know. <laughs> so it's it's kind of weird that, that 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 was the way that they dealt with things. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was deserving of death mm -hmm. to them. And we don't even know what that's like. I mean, to go out and just, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and so, um, but he had permission. You know, Saul had permission from leaders to do this. Yeah, you know, to, to go after Christians. Sure, yeah, that's he, correct. he had yes. permission from the government. Mm -hmm basically, to go out and persecute these Christians. And and so, but I, I like what you're saying because uh, he was so, you know, he was going 100 miles an hour in the wrong direction. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. But once he realized here, once Jesus, hey, you know, and one thing that I pointed out in my lesson too was, um, oh, where was it? Um, in... in um, where he says, where he's talking to Barnabas. Um, let's see, right here. Let's see. Acts 9. No, 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 no. It'd be Acts 23, 11. No, 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 no. Not that one. I'm trying to find the verse here. Anyways, where he says, I will show him how many um, things he will suffer in my name's sake. Yeah, that's what the, that's the statement that the Lord had made. To Barnabas, to or was it Barnabas that came and talked to him? No, it was. Uh, Let's see, Dema <laughs> or Demarius or Damascus? No, 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 not Damascus. I'm 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 scrolling through here. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. I don't know why I can't. Ananias. 
Yeah, there you go. Anyways, he tells him that um, I will show. He's a vessel, a chosen vessel. Mm -hmm. Paul's a chosen vessel of mine. And I can't see where the verse is that I got it wrote down here somewhere. Yeah, it would be. You're probably right in chapter 23. 2311, you will bear witness in Rome. That's what that one is. That's when he's telling okay. them, telling them that he will bear witness in Rome. Anyway, that's beside the point. But, but anyways, so Paul, he's he's stuck here, and uh, you know, fast forward all the way to uh, where he's on trial and basically telling um, Felix and Agrippa. You know what's going on and 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 paul is a roman citizen and he appealed to caesar and so um basically he gets put on this they got to get him to rome because when you appealed to caesar then you would you had to basically go to rome and the caesar would decide which is kind of interesting because i guess it'd be like modern day for us it'd be like um the supreme court maybe you know mm-hmm uh, uh, certain cases sometimes get decided by the Supreme Court, but it just gets kind of passed up the ladder, you know, to the highest court. And so I guess Caesar was basically their highest court. Um, and so, uh, so the the point of the lesson. So I I kind of compared the lesson. So in in, in chapter twenty seven, the voyage to Rome. Uh, Paul has many trials. Um, you know, it's it's basically turns into a survival trip. You know, and in in verse in tw- Acts twenty three eleven, Acts twenty three eleven, um, Paul here, um, he's he's basically arrested, and there was a plot to kill him. To kill Paul, mm-hmm. they were going to ambush the guards as they transferred him. I could, I could, if you don't mind backing up, I can read that part that you were. Go ahead to and read it. Yeah, where was it at? Uh, it says in uh, Acts chapter nine, and this is this is the actual account of it happening. Oh, yeah. And recorded for us by Luke. Luke. Yeah, is Acts who, nine fifteen and sixteen. Yeah, Luke is who wrote uh, Acts, mm-hmm. and so this is an accurate account of what took place. Uh, but at verse 13, and then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how much, how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. Yeah. And so those are the points you're making yeah. now is how much he's suffering uh, as he's as he's trying to he's been on trial in three different occasions. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and he suffered many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. There's other accounts and where he they were arrested and beaten you know mm-hmm. and then released i mean mm-hmm. i can't even imagine what that would feel like and then acts 23:11 acts 23:11 is where um he's being um the plot against him but the following night the the lord stood by him and said be of good cheer paul for as you have testified for me in jerusalem so you must also bear witness at rome and uh, and so God basically tells him here that hey you're going to bear witness in Rome, right? And this uh, this would be a guarantee you're going to do well, that. sure, uh, guarantee because that's what the Lord intended. But little does does Paul know what he's going to go through to get there. <laughs> yeah, and and I think basically what, what's interesting to me is of course not very many of us know very many hardships like this that that Paul goes through. If you read through twenty seven, and I don't know. if if we want to do, we might we might kind of cruise through it a little bit, but uh, how many of us have been lost? You know, maybe in the woods we mm-hmm. have, but 
but for only about four or five hours, right? You know, but, but it is pretty frightening. Four it or is five scary hours. because you're like, uh, we're gonna have to stay the night out here, you know? <laughs> Where's the truck, you know? <laughs> but um, but that's nothing compared to being on a boat in the middle of the ocean. You can't see any any land. Mm. If you sink, you know, humans aren't fish. You know, we don't <laughs> do right. we don't swim well in the water. And and the thing that's interesting too, as we talk about this um this boat that they were on or ship had 270 plus people on it Mm -hmm. just imagine how big of a boat that had to be um to carry that many people quite large right and so um there's there's lots of maps if you just google paul's um voyage to rome there's a lot of maps but they traveled it was a long way Mm -hmm. from jerusalem to rome is a long ways Mm mm-hmm and uh, it's kind of interesting because I, I got on the Googles and found someone who had laid the uh, Mediterranean Sea over the United States. And it's from South Carolina. You would travel almost all the way to the, to the western side of Nebraska, close to Wyoming. <laughs> That's how far it was. That's a long way over water. When the only pr- propulsion you've got is the wind. Yeah, the wind. That was it. Mm-hmm. And and they and it is totally different than it is today. They couldn't just fire up the diesel engine. Right. They had to depend on the the winds and the sails. And as as you read through twenty seven, he talked. They talk about well, the winds were fair, so we took sail. You know, mm-hmm. the winds weren't very good, so we stayed here. You know, they mm-hmm. their their trip was dependent on the weather, basically. Yeah, and and Paul's one of the one of the prisoners. So, yeah. uh, you know, he's just riding along. And and the prisoners need to, are supposed to keep their mouths shut and and stay chained up. Yeah. And I think um they uh now the, uh in verse 27 like at the beginning um so they they actually traded ships um in uh, Sicily or sorry, um, Le- Lycia, I think, or Sindus. I think they they traded ships, and they went down around Crete to stay out of the winds, because they normally would have gone between Crete and and um, whatever that is, Asia. A GNC, they would have went through the GNC, but they yeah, GNC. They went down around Crete, but mm-hmm. yeah, they sailed close to Crete. Yeah. The interesting thing about that is, um, I was I was looking um, in verse three of twenty-seven. It says, "And the next day we landed in Sidon, and Julius treated Paul kindly and gave him liberty to go to his friends and receive care." So why is it that uh, Paul got so many, um, such special treatment, do you think? Well, I think it's probably because he followed the rules. He, he, didn't, uh, he, he didn't act like he was going to escape. He, yeah. He, he didn't demonstrate the fact that he wanted to escape. Yeah. And, 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 uh, and two, um, I'm sure that he, he tried to teach them about Jesus. Right, you know? exactly. And he was looked at as a man of God, I'm sure, mm-hmm. even though he was a prisoner. Um, and and that's going to come into play here because he's put in charge by a um, um, Julius. So Julius, Julius is is in charge of him. He'd be like the um, basically the guard, guard in yeah. charge of the of of the prisoners, mm-hmm. and uh, the. That's this kindness and this uh, respect that Julius had for Paul is going to come into play later on in the story here. Um, you know what the, what kind of benefits that gave him. Mm-hmm. But when they get so they get all the way to uh, Lycia. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, and Paul provides some warnings for him. Yeah, in verse nine. By, yeah, verse nine. In verse nine, he says, "You want to read that." 
Yeah, it says, now when much time had been spent and sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, Man, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and ship, but also our lives. Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than by the things spoken by Paul. Well, you cannot kind of understand that. Mm -hmm. He's not going to listen to a prisoner. And because the harbor was not suitable to winter in, the majority advised to set sail for the, for there also, from there also, if by any means they could reach Phoenix, a harbor of Crete, opening toward the southwest and northwest, and winter there. Yeah. So there was kind of a plan that they were going to find a place to winter. Yeah, so they headed to Crete. And, and the thing is, um, it's kind of one of those deals where... Um, there's money involved here. You know, there. this is a, a, a job for the people that own the ship, the owners of the ship, the guys sailing the ship. Mm-hmm. And they they got a schedule, you know. And they got some. They got cargo to deliver. Valuable cargo, that's they, right. They got, uh, so it, this is this is something that, um, you know, sometimes I remember when, when, we, when I was younger and you and me were out welding, that it'd be a rainy day, but guess what? There's a job that has to be done, <laughs> and so we suffered through it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of the way I see this. Even though they didn't listen to Paul, like, probably I didn't think about the fact that he's just a prisoner, you know. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't proven they they don't know anything about this guy. You know, they're mm-hmm. not going to listen to him. But mm-hmm. he's probably that crazy religious guy over there says we're all going to die, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty amazing, and I, I don't know if I have time to see it all, th- go through it all in detail, but uh, by the time they get into this trip very far, they start listening to him. They do. Because everything he says mm-hmm. happens pro- well, and, the way he says it. And that's the thing. Maybe we should just read this, because like I said before, it, about the only way to explain this journey it, that Paul's on is to read chapter 27 yeah i think you did well when you brought the lesson at, at services sunday uh, just by reading it was very helpful yeah it's right. it's it's basically like a documentary and mm-hmm. one of the things that i compared this to was um ernest shackleton and i don't know if any of you've heard of him but they just found his ship and he was an explorer that that went down to uh south the uh, antarctica right antarctica is south yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, geography was clear my down there, and uh, greatest strength. They were on. They were stuck in the ice for ten months. Mm. In the ice, in the freezing below, you know, forty below temperatures all the time. And so I kind of compared this journey, even though it wasn't that bad. <laughs> well, it does make a good comparison because the 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 the, the journey on on when they were on the ice mm-hmm. float basically. There were no lives lost in that case yeah. either. Yeah, and I think it was about and, a total of about three to four years by the time. So their family probably thought they were done. Mm-hmm. They were gone. Mm-hmm. Because about three to four years it took for them to get back to civilization mm-hmm. after they went down and around. At least three three years. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, one, no one died on that. Um, and, and you brought something up before we started tonight uh, that we might point out is... Ernest Shackleton didn't know if they were going to make it. Yeah, there was really no guarantees for him. There was no guarantees for him, but but God told Paul here, "Yeah, that's you're that, going to bear witness in Rome, and no matter how bad it got, mm-hmm. Paul knew that they were going to get through it." Mm-hmm. You know, and as we read through some of this, um, it was pretty dire. Yeah, they were all uh, basically give up because if if we go on here. Let's just read, sorry, in verse 13. Yeah, and so we might preface it with just the point that you're making there. Uh, Paul was reassured mm-hmm. by the Lord mm-hmm. a, a few times through all of this. So he knew the outcome before it ever ever came about Yeah, because of the reassurance mm-hmm. from heaven. And, and he, he may not have known how it was going to go, right? But he knew that they were going to end up in Rome. Well, and and he was actually told that there that there would be suffering involved, and mm-hmm. and we we're faced with the same thing today. We have yeah. God's word that explains to us mm-hmm. what we need to do in order to be saved, yeah, and make it make it to heaven. That's a guarantee if 
we do. Well, and, and, and that's what Paul was telling the crew yeah. and, and the leaders on this ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, it, it's pretty amazing. It is. And like you said earlier, um, before we started, um, you know, I've never, I've never looked at it this way, but it's kind of like us um, as Christians wanting to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're going to suffer along the way, just mm-hmm. like Paul did. Mm-hmm. But if we do what he do, if we do his will and follow his commandments that he's given us, mm-hmm. we can have reassurance that we're going to make it to Rome. Right. Or so, heaven. So it requires a careful examination on our part yeah. of God's word. And the answers are found there. Sure. Sure. And no, that, no doubt about and it. And that's what, um, that's, that's the beauty of it. But let's go ahead and read um, some of this here. Um, I'll I'll go ahead and read here, starting in verse 13 of of Acts 27. It says, When the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after a temptuous headwind arose, called um, uh, Euroclidus. Euroclidon. Yeah, Yeah, Uh, So, So when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive. Now, Imagine a ship that holds 270 people letting it drive, letting the ship drive. And they, but they had no choice. Right. Um, we let her drive. And running under the shelter of an island called Claudia, we secured this skiff with difficulty. When they had taken it up on, on board, they used cables to undergird the ship. And fearing lest they should run aground on the um, Cistus Sands. They struck um, sail, and so we, tr- so were driven. And because we were exceedingly tempest-tossed, the next day they lightened the ship. On the third day, we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. Now, when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, no small tempest beat uh, on us. All hope that we would be saved was finally given up. Mm-hmm. So that's what we were talking about. Can you imagine? So here, they, 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 they basically, you know that the captain or some of them are going, mm-hmm. we probably should have listened to that crazy guy downstairs, you know. Right. Um, but they lost already. They lightened their, their load, and then they got rid of all their tackle. Well, that's that's quite a bit mm-hmm. to lose that. Mm-hmm. But they were worried about running aground. Mm-hmm. Uh, so continue on in verse 21. But after long um, absence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me <laughs> uh, and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. For for there stood by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought uh, before Caesar, and indeed God has gar- um, granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore take heart, men, for I believe, God, that it will be just as it was told me. However, we must run aground on a certain island. One, so there's a few things that we could point out here because first he condemns them, then he encourages them. <laughs> you know, he's like, you should have right. listened to me. Yeah. But mm-hmm. an angel came. Now, um, notice how he doesn't say, I, Paul, say <laughs> you're going to make it. Take all the credit. He didn't take all the credit. He, an angel came of, from the God who I belong, he says. Mm-hmm. Isn't that how he says it? Yeah, and this is in the day when miracles were were necessary. Yeah, undoubtedly. And so, but he he puts all the glory to God. Mm-hmm. He doesn't take any credit for it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say he does tell him you should have listened to me, but he doesn't say. But he's he doesn't take credit for that being revealed to him. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you know he puts all the credit on God. Mm-hmm. And and then he tells him take heart. So he becomes basically an encourager. Yeah, yeah. And and he had reason to encourage because he he knew that angel was telling him that truth. And and it was pretty dire because imagine two hundred and seventy people thinking um, all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. 
Mm-hmm. That's how they all felt. Yeah, that's how, that's how dire it was. That's how dire it was. They were just, they all had given up already. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you know, on those maps that you see, the, the, the maps of the lines that, that show his route. Right. This is the part where I think it would have been really wavy, the line. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And swirling around, and maybe course, a couple of circles. <laughs> right. And, and, that, and that's whoever drew, drew the map and the line, pro- <laughs> probably just doing the best they can. Yeah. To, to yeah, sure. We don't know exactly where they what were. It was like. Right. Um, but notice he said, he said a certain island. We must run aground on a certain island. Mm-hmm. So continuing in verse 27. Now, now when the 14th night had come, as we were driving up and down, um, di- um, driven up and down in the Adriatic Sea about midnight, the sailors sensed that they were drawing near some land. And they took soundings and found it to be 20 fathoms. And when they had gone a little further, they took soundings again and found it to be 15 fathoms. Then fearing lest we should run aground on the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for day to come. Can you just imagine? Come yeah. on, light. I know you can imagine. Yeah, I can. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like we've gone hunting a few times, and that's all I can relate it to. But if you're waiting for it to get light in the morning, man, it takes forever. You don't think that sun's ever going to come over the hills. No, that's correct. That's, that's right. <laughs> And you have some experiences in Vietnam that way, too, I'm sure. Oh, man, it just took forever for the sun to shine its light oh, in the morning. Yeah, I can't even imagine. But but I can just, and you know, I mean, this is, this is a dire situation for them. They got mm-hmm. the ship anchored, mm-hmm. and they're just hoping for daylight so they can see what's going on. So continuing verse 30, it says... And the sailors were seeking to escape from the ship when they had let down the skiff into the sea under pretense of putting out anchors from the prow. Um, Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, Unless these men stay in the ship, you cannot be saved. Then the soldiers cut away the ropes of the skiffs and let it fall off. They're listening to him now, aren't they? Yeah, they're, yeah they're, he, what he says now makes a big difference to him. Yeah, they're, okay, they're listening it. to him. So continuing verse 33, And as day was about to dawn, Paul implored them all to take food, saying, Today is the fourteenth day. You you have waited and continued without food and eaten nothing. Therefore I urge you to take nourishment, for this is for your survival, since not a hair will fall from the head of any of you. And when he had said these things, he took bread and gave thanks to God in the presence of all them all, and when he had broke it and begun to eat, then they were all encouraged and also took food for themselves. And in all, we were 276 persons on the ship. So when they had eaten enough, they lightened the ship and threw out the wheat into the sea. So there goes the cargo. <laughs> you know, this is, com- this is now completely a survival trip, you know. And basically, all that will survive is the human life. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when it was day, continuing verse 39, when it was day, they, they did not recognize the land, but they observed a bay with a beach into which they planned to run the ship if possible. And they let go of the anchors and left them in the sea, uh, meanwhile losing the rudder ropes, and they hoisted the mainsail to the wind and made for shore. But striking a place where two seas meet, they ran the ship aground, and the prow struck fast and remained immovable, but the stern was being broken up by the violence of the waves. And the soldier's plan was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim away and escape. But the centurion, wanting to save Paul, here's where I was saying later in the story, the centurion you know he's watching out for Paul, mm-hmm. and 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 the centurion says, um, Cer- Cer- centurion wanting to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that those who could swim should jump overboard first and get to land, and the rest some on boards and some on parts of the ship, and so it was that they all escaped safely to land, and um, so basically that you can just imagine the ships just breaking apart. Pieces are flying everywhere. It's stuck in between waves. What a chaotic situation that they were in. 
because this boat's just breaking apart. It's it's run aground. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a lost. It's it's a total loss, except for human life. And they swim to shore. Right. There could have been a lot of told you so was there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and and you know it's interesting. Even in that situation here, the ship's breaking apart. And what do they want to do? They want to kill the prisoners. <laughs> you know? Well, they were worried the prisoners would escape, and that that's part of their cargo, is to make sure that, that the prisoners don't escape. Well, and what would happen if you let a prisoner escape? Yeah, well, they would lose their lives. Yeah, exactly. Well. So there exactly. was some reasons there, but um, Paul assured them that they wouldn't... They're not going to They're go not going to go anywhere. Right. And I think it's good to read on through, because there's some more things here. Um, unless you have some comments. You got some comments about what we've read so far? No, I think you've pretty well covered it. Uh, the, but the, I guess the thing that really, the, the lesson that we really need to get is uh, is when the Lord reassured him mm-hmm. the, the, the few times that he did, mm-hmm. you can see the reason he had complete confidence. Yeah. Be, and, and, the, and the Bible is our reassurance. Mm-hmm. And the Bible explains to us what we must do in order to be saved. And, of course, it, it requires the sacrifice of our Lord uh, who gave his life a ransom for, for our sins mm-hmm. on Calvary's cross. And so uh, it takes more than just believing yeah. in him. It takes believing him, well, believing, and- believing what he taught. And then, then we can be reassured yeah. and, and, and guaranteed, basically. Yeah. And I think the the biggest thing, you know, we say this a lot, but God never lies. That's right. And he he didn't lie to Paul here. And this is a great example to us Mm -hmm. because all these things that he went through, Mm -hmm. exactly what God said happened. Mm -hmm. And there was no life lost, Mm -hmm. and they made it to Rome. You know, and the thing of it is, doubtful people would ask questions like, well, why didn't God just calm the sea? Yeah. Yeah, well, he could have. He could have. He chose not to. Yeah. And God it, does all things right. Mm-hmm. And and this is a great lesson for us. Well, yeah. Think about Paul. Was Paul's faith strengthened here? Oh, <laughs> undoubtedly. <laughs> undoubtedly. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. We, and ours is too. Sure. We go through hardships in our life and we're strengthened mm-hmm. by the hardship. Even though it was painful mm-hmm. and it was something that was really hard to go through, you actually come out stronger. Mm-hmm. And Paul no doubt come out of this stronger and right. and his faith was strengthened by what god said and what happened mm-hmm. god fulfilled uh his safety mm-hmm. you know and and never told him a lie and i think as a christian for me that's that's the thing that we can put our faith in mm-hmm. is there's never one thing throughout the whole bible that he said that didn't happen mm-hmm. that's right and he said jesus is going to come back for his Saints. Mm-hmm. Has he come back yet? No, but he's going to. That's right. And that's what my point is. He said it. Mm-hmm. It hasn't happened yet, yeah. but it's going to happen. It'll, it'll happen in God's time. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. And so just like, just as Paul was told he was going to make it to Rome, as Christians today, we're told that he's going to come back for us mm-hmm. someday. There's going to be a judgment day. We can count on it mm-hmm. because he's never lied. Right. It's it's interesting to me uh, as we recognize how this continues to play out. I mean, we're getting towards the end of the book of Acts, yeah, and it's named Acts because it has to do with the Acts of the Apostles or some of the Acts of the of some of the Apostles. Uh, but even when he gets to Rome, yeah, he's still a prisoner. Sure, but in all reality, that's by God's providence mm-hmm. because now he's protected from the Jews who are. Totally out to kill. Oh him, yeah, they're take after his him. life. Yeah, they're after him. And 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 while he's in prison in Rome, he's able to receive people. He's mm-hmm. he's a good, honest prisoner. He's not a threat to anyone, yeah. and he can receive people and mm-hmm. teach people the truth. And and and, and he has liberties do, do the to, work of the Lord. Yeah. Well, and I want to get to that here in a minute because there's let's let's go ahead and continue reading in verse one here of twenty eight. Because there's a couple points that I want to point out that kind of goes along with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But let's let's just keep reading. You want to read it? Sure. We'll read, read one through probably nine. Okay. All right. Now, when they had escaped, 
They then found out that the island was called Malta, and the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow to live. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their mind and said that he was a god. In that region, there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. But Paul went in to him and prayed, and he laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. They also honored us in many ways. And when we departed, they provided such things as were necessary. Okay, so there's a couple of things in here that, and we talked about this in our class, and then I brought it up in the lesson, but I do not like snakes <laughs> at all. And not very many people that do. Apparently, this snake was probably the most feared snake, you know, ever. And you, you had a similar experience in Vietnam of one of these snakes. Right, yeah. I was in the jungles of Vietnam, and, and, uh, and I was tying up a... Uh, my little poncho liner so I could sleep under it in the rain as I'm tying the string up within three inches of my hand was a snake wound around the bamboo uh, stalks there and and it almost looked transparent I thought oh these guys were playing a joke on me somebody put a plastic snake in there to scare me <laughs> about that time I see his tongue come out oh. and, and so I'd I turned, jumped out of my skin turned around to the to our point man and I said, O'Connor, look at that. Look at that snake right there. And he said, oh, get back, get back. That's a step and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I said, step and a half? What do you mean? He says, he bites you. You're going to make it about a step and a half oh, before you fall man. over dead. Oh, it's horrible. And they are extremely poisonous. It could, could be the, the same kind of snake. Could what be, Paul yeah. Because the natives thought he was going to fall over dead. Yeah, yeah, and then he didn't. You know, God right. protected him. Right. And uh, there again, he's going to make it to Rome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is there. We got to keep reading, the, uh, basically to uh, sixteen to get the point I wanted to make about okay, Paul. You want me to keep reading. Yeah, go ahead. Through sixteen. After three months, we sailed to Alexandrian, in an Alexandrian ship whose figurehead was the twin brothers, which had wintered at the island. And landing at Syracuse, we stayed three days. From there, we circled around and reached R Regium. And after one day, the south wind blew, and the next day we came to Patioli, where we found brethren and were invited to stay with them seven days. And so we went toward Rome. And from there, when the brethren heard about us, they came to meet us as far as Appii Forum and, th and three inns. When Paul saw them, he thanked God and took courage. Now, when, he, when we came to Rome, the centurion delivered the prisoners to the captain of the guard, but Paul was permitted to dwell by himself with the soldiers who guarded him. Okay, so one thing that, that I pointed out, um, how'd they get brethren in Rome? <laughs> yeah, it, just, it was a process of, of uh, word of mouth as far as people being converted to Christ. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it just, uh, it, it grew. The, 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 the church grew. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just think it's really interesting here. He's mm -hmm. traveled a distance from South Carolina to Nebraska, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he finds brethren. Mm -hmm. And what they do? They, they took him in and mm -hmm. comfort him. Mm -hmm. and, they get, and the centurion gave him uh, uh, permission, or whatever I'm trying to say, mm -hmm. to do that. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Leave or the, whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, uh, gave, let him go to his brethren, and they comforted him. Um, and they, for seven days they stayed, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. It makes you wonder by this time if he's got the uh, um, centurion converted yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- there's there's a solid solid opportunity there yeah. for him to. He had plenty that. of time to study with mm-hmm. him, right? Uh, but but it's just it's a great thing and and it's a comforting thing and and we we feel that when we travel, mm-hmm. you know, uh, meeting brethren and and those uh, uh, Christians that we come in contact with throughout the country and and even the world, you know, mm-hmm. there's. Um, it's a it's a comforting thing to to meet brethren because you have a a camaraderie yeah, you there, know with them. There was a Christian couple, uh, elderly couple that visited Sunday. Yeah, that were from west of Fort Worth. Yeah, Texas, and uh, and searched us out. In sure. Blackfoot. Yeah. yeah, and it was great to have them there at worship. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we get a lot of travelers coming up through in the summer. It's just starting. I think they're probably the first ones of the <laughs> yeah, season, yeah. actually. <laughs> Yeah, he said I don't think there's been anyone else. They're both uh, retired school teachers. So okay. being retired. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Uh, what do you call a happy person on a Monday? Retired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but 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 no, it's it that's a, a great thing. And of course, um, Paul is at Rome and, and you know, the the rest of the story you, you know, you'll have to read it. But that's that's kinda of where we end the the study. Mm-hmm. Um, was with Paul making it to um, Rome. One thing that point, that stuck out to me as we read this, the south winds were going, and so we made it to where, I can't remember where he says that, but, um, oh yeah, in verse um, 12, 13. From there we circled around and reached Rhegium, and after one day the south winds blew. After one day. So they waited a day. They had to wait a day till the south wind started blowing mm-hmm. to get to where they were going. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Uh, and the next day we came to Petoli. So, you know, they, they, waited, they had to wait around a whole day waiting mm-hmm. for the wind, mm-hmm. you know. We, we can't even imagine that. Um, yeah, we complain if we got to stop for 10 minutes and fuel our car up. Yeah. I, of course, we're, got, we're bound to complain now. It's high prices. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I just took uh, my vehicle in this morning to the to the shop. There's a, a little thing wrong with it. And they're like, can you leave it for the day? And I was like, yeah, sure. And they're like, you got a ride? I was like, I can get a ride. So I call for a ride. And I'm standing out front waiting for my ride. And I'm thinking, man, I'm sure immobile now, you know? <laughs> I think I stood there for about 10, 15 minutes thinking, Come on, ride, you know, and, 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 but I'm stuck. I'm not going anywhere, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and, 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 uh, that's nothing compared to waiting a whole day here for the wind to blow, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, we just can't even relate. Right. Uh, so anyway, I, and so I guess the, some of the points that we come out with on this, um, you know, and we can relate it to, we've got about 15 minutes left here I, I, I wouldn't mind making a few points yeah, about what what uh, Paul did when they got on the island there and we've already talked about the snake bite yeah uh, and and how it did him no harm yeah and the the, the natives were willing to call him a, a god mm-hmm. of course he didn't accept that no uh, undoubtedly gave the credit to the Lord but he also healed the ruler of the island's father that mm-hmm. was basically on his deathbed mm-hmm. and healed many other people mm-hmm. that were sick. Yeah. There was a reason for that. Mm. And and the reason was so that we know that he was intended to set forth the truth. And we've talked about that. I, I, I joined you guys a, a number of weeks ago. And, and we talked about the, the purpose for miracles in that day and yeah. why we don't need miracles now because we have the completed Word of God. And that's explained to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, um, verses 8 following in that chapter. 
uh, when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part will be done away. Well, the, that which is perfect is the word of God. And, and so we, we know that the Apostle Paul, blessed with these supernatural gifts to heal people, and, and it, it wasn't just a healing that would, well, you're going to be better in a week or two. Yeah. It was an immediate healing. It's miraculous, mm-hmm. and God works through providence now. He helps us heal from things, but through natural ways. And, and so uh, Paul is an individual chosen by the Lord to be an apostle. He has wrote more, written more of the New Testament than any yeah. other writer. And, of course, the New Testament is the covenant in which we live, the covenant of Christ. And so that's reassuring. And, and you talk about him being uh, a positive and, a yeah, p- and an encourager. encourager. Mm-hmm. And, and we can be sure. encouraged by the truth. And if we conform to the truth, mm-hmm. we know the Lord will bless us with eternal life. And, you know, the thing is, too, you talk about how um, he healed those people. Um, the centurion let him mm-hmm. basically do, you know, spread the word, mm-hmm. you know, because you know that, that that this came with an explanation, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And, and, and there's, they've, he was liable to have um, spread the gospel there while he was there. Yeah. And, and what helps us know that, as you pointed out. From other examples. The, yeah. From other places in the Bible that, that that's. That was their purpose, was to teach people the truth. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, that, that's what the Apostle Paul did throughout his life, from the time that Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus, when he was converted uh, and was baptized for the remission of his sins mm-hmm. and became a Christian. From that time on, he was completely dedicated to preaching the gospel. And mm-hmm. so... Uh, that that's what he's done in, in this account as well. Well, and it's interesting too because he he gets to Rome, and he has all this um, liberty mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. and that's where he wrote most of the books of the mm-hmm. New Testament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he he's, he's writing to Timothy and Titus and uh-huh. the, and those letters that that help us a lot. It helps it, all of us. It, it yeah. helps us to know what God's will is. Mm-hmm. I I like. Uh, one of the things that I, another thing that I brought out about Paul, um, let's see, Paul was um, confident in the purpose of God, verse 24. The Lord's angel told him he must be brought before Caesar. Um, when we rely on God's purpose, we can take courage and face every trial. Mm-hmm. And we read First Peter 1, 5 through 7. So I could read that. Um, Want me to turn there? Yeah, go ahead. First Peter five. One. Uh, oh, sorry. First Peter one. Sorry. First Peter one. Five through seven. Uh huh. Okay. You want me to start at three? That's kind of the start of the paragraph. Sure. Go there. ahead. Yeah. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to His abundant mercy, has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so definitely the resurrection of Christ has made a difference. Mm-hmm. He is... the. The, the firstborn from the dead, the Bible refers to him as. And that's mm-hmm. because he rose from the grave to never die again. Mm-hmm. And he has promised that mm-hmm. for all who are obedient to him. Mm-hmm. The day will come if we pass from this life where we die. Mm-hmm. There have been many Christians in the past who are in the grave. Mm-hmm. He's promised to raise us mm-hmm. the resurrection. Well, and that's the, the promise day. that we, you know, he's promised that just the same that he promised that Paul would make it to Rome. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's the same. And, and exactly. It's and exactly it, right. and we know we can put our faith in the fact that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. 
And um, so another another one that we could read is um, Hebrews. Excuse me. When when the storm you face, take take heart in the Lord. His purpose and His truth. He will not fall, fail, or forsake you. And that's Hebrews thirteen five through seven. Okay, you want me to read it? Yeah, go ahead. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Yep. What can man do to me? Yeah, and, and we really don't know exactly who the Hebrew writer was. Mm-hmm. I personally think it, it certainly may have been Paul, but it may not have been. But he was an inspired writer mm-hmm. and, and guided by the Holy Spirit. There's no question. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we talk about all the letters that um, Paul wrote. And one of them was Second Timothy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it kind of ended things with Paul on there. Um, 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 8. Okay. So, 2 Timothy. You want me to read that? Yeah, one? go ahead. 1 through 8? Yeah. Okay, so this would be Paul writing to Timothy in the second letter that he wrote to him. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. For I am ready being poured out. He says, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I have kept the faith. And so this is the last time when he was in prison. He never did get out of prison. This is Paul writing Mm -hmm. to Timothy. He knew his life was close to being over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can read verse verse 8 there. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who love his appearing. There you go. So that's quite a reassurance mm-hmm. for all of us. Definitely is. Yeah, those are very good passages and, of Scripture. And the thing is, is um, when you read that, can you see some of those things he said would be happening, happening today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tell you, there's not very many people in the world today that are very interested in spiritual yeah, matters. The time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine mm-hmm. according to their own desires because they have itching ears they will heap up for themselves teachers mm-hmm. and and man we see that happening all the time and, yeah and and that's exactly what he said the, but the best part is um in at the end that you read there um the judge will give to me on that day and not not to me only but also to all who have loved his appearing mm-hmm. and that's a a great comfort for us well, today. There, there's a lot of warnings in the Word of God mm-hmm. that we have to watch out for false teachers. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, we've got to be careful that we are not false teachers. Oh, yeah. And and yet the Lord wants us to be teachers. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure we teach according to the truth. And I think it's important. You know, I always like to point out Paul not pointing out that these teachings come from him. Mm-hmm. He he gives credit to God mm-hmm. always, mm-hmm. and that's the same as you know Dave and I. We talk all the time. This is not what Chad says or Tom says or David says to do this. Mm-hmm. It's God says, and if you have a problem with it, you're basically arguing with God. That's right. 
And I, I don't know about you, but I don't want to argue with him. <laughs> well, I'm telling you the beautiful thing. God, God's ways are perfect, and, and, and he intended for his word to last forever. Mm-hmm. And the Bible tells us that it, his word will last forever. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I firmly believe that the Bible is his word. Yeah. And, uh, and when it reached its completed state, he promised it would last forever. And by far, bar none, it's the, it's the best seller. Oh, yeah. Has been for centuries yeah and and you know the thing that's great and we talked about this in the class we only have about oh we don't have very much time at all we only got like a minute or so but we talked about um the prophecies there's something like 50 prophecies that go back and forth between the bible the old testament and the new testament the prophecy prophecies of jesus is coming yeah there's about 350 okay 350 oh you're talking about as as for, as Jesus. Oh, as, okay. Oh, and, and one of the ones that that really, you know, obviously, they, how could they come true the way that they said that they did? But the one that really sticks out to me is the, the 30 pieces of silver mm-hmm. to the potter will be tossed to the potters, to the potter. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus betrayed, Je, or, Ju- sorry, Judas. Judas betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Mm-hmm. And what they do with it? They used it to buy the potter's field mm-hmm. to basically bury strangers, right? Bear, and that's where Judas that's was. That's where Judas was buried. Buried mm-hmm. was in the potter's field mm-hmm. with the thirty pieces of silver. How do you predict that? And by I mean, the, it's hundreds of years by apart the po- by the power of God. There's you know, no that'd be like somebody in uh, when when the United States was founded in seventeen seventy six, saying. <laughs> Hey, yeah, old Chad there in, in 2022 is going to do this. Right. You know, that, that, you can't do that. No, There's no, no way you can it, predict that. It was the Holy Spirit speaking through those prophets. And no so doubt about it. that's a faith builder for yeah, all of us. No doubt about it. Is those prophecies. And, and mm-hmm. you know, you talk about his completed word. Mm-hmm. That's the completed word. There's no mistakes in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, and it's, it's a, a documentary from... Genesis all the way to Revelation. Mm-hmm. It's perfect in every way. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, well, that's it. That's our well, study that tonight. Went fast. <laughs> <laughs> that's our study tonight. Hopefully, you've all enjoyed the, our study. I certainly have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul's a great example to us, and uh, we there's a lot we can learn from him. And so, um, there's more we could have talked about, but we only got this time. So, yeah, I appreciate you having me. Yeah, thank you. So, we'll look forward to uh, another study next week. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Yeah. Good night.